Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. This is part two of a two-part series on the higher self. And so if you've just happened upon this episode, I suggest you go back to episode 354. This is 355. Go back to 354 for the first part of this conversation. It'll make a whole lot more sense. And so we'll pick up this part of the conversation right where I left off in the last episode. Now, a couple moments ago, I alluded that uh, your higher self is guiding you. So this is the source of intuition. When you create a question cognitively, it's essentially a request to the cloud. And you can think of the higher self as the computing cloud or the internet, where you put a query in, and then your higher self goes about of transmuting the energy stepping it down into ones and zeros if you're into computing, and downloading it to your internal computer. Now, your higher self does not necessarily deal with words. Again, the Tao that can be named, the Tao that can be spoken of, is not the Tao. And so your higher self, God, Goddess, all that is, does not necessarily speak in words. Now, you may receive words, you may see receive verbal information, verbal instructions, but that's how you transmute the energy, how you translate the energy. So, in order to have a connection with your higher self, you need to think in terms of energy and vibration. And the process of deciphering the communication from your higher self is beginning to recognize or translate energy and recognize the signs and symbols that your higher self is utilizing or using to communicate to you. And this is where it gets a little dicey because no two people are alike and everyone receives and processes information differently. It is a personal experience to develop a personal relationship with your higher self or your intuition or your inner guidance. You see, this is where I'm, again, using many references or different references so that one of these will stick or one of these ideas will make sense, but they're all kind of talking about the same thing. Now, usually somewhere in this conversation, people ask, what about my guides? Do I have guides? Well, guides are some aspects of God, God is all it is, aspects, and they can have a personification. They can be non-personal they have specialized knowledge about what you want to achieve, what your intention is. They are an aspect of your higher self. Again, they're not separate from you. They are aspects of God, Goddess, all that is. And at that level, nobody cares who gets credit. You're not going to bruise any egos by having somebody over here or an aspect of consciousness that has a greater awareness about something that you want to create or a path that you want to go on. In fact, more than likely, your higher self paved the way to create the introduction. Again, your higher self is your personal concierge with God, Goddess, all that is. This is one concept that a lot of people have 
or can take issue with is because they don't necessarily have the experience that there is an aspect of divinity that has an unbridled, focused, unconditional flow of love to them. But once you surrender to it, once you accept it, and let me talk about Christianity for a second. This is why being saved is so powerful for a lot of people. So I've thought about this from lots of different directions, and I don't necessarily profess any one religion as my guiding force. I take aspects of all of them, and I see the similarities in virtually every spiritual experience or spiritual journey that human beings partake in. So in the process of being saved, what is that? It's surrendering to the unconditional love of God that gave up his son, the mortal experience of his son, to die on the cross for your sins. I think that aspect or that role has been blown out of proportion to some degree, but that experience, that transformational experience of accepting that unconditional love, that it's available to you. This is your higher self. That's Christ consciousness. That is the Holy Spirit. And for, in Christianity, the Holy Spirit is actually an, an, intermedi- an intermediary that translates the will of God into physical existence. There is the aspect of grace. Grace is bestowing upon you love and acceptance. So I would like you to consider for a moment or longer, if you want, that you are never, ever alone. That if you have the experience of aloneness, if you have the experience that you're not enough, it's because you're not aligned with your higher self. In the context, again, in Christianity, in sin, It literally translates in missing the mark. And so you are born into sin, according to Christians, and that is born in missing the mark. You missed your connection to God, God is all that is. You're not aware of it. And so when we live in it in without that awareness, if we live independently of connected to source, if we're driven by the needs of the ego or the insecurity, when I say needs of the ego, when I say when we're driven by the needs of the ego, we're driven by our insecurities, our doubts, our our shadow beliefs, our subpersonalities that have developed along the way that say, I'm not enough, so I have to do something. See, these conversations, these inner conversations get in the way of your connection to God, God is all that is. And it's in that living in the not knowing or pretending you don't know, pretending like you have it all figured out, or you experience the most amount of grief, the most amount of discomfort. And that discomfort is your emotional guidance system trying to gently put you back on the path. And if it gets so bad where it really shakes your illusion with your role, your conscious role in life, then you have the dark night of the soul. You have a recalibration event. You you surrender a certain part of it. Like you get to the point that I can't handle this on my own. I don't want to handle it on my own. So you start leaning on God, God is all that is, more. You're open to receive. And again, there is no separation 
I, I want to be clear that God resides in you as you. Your higher self is an aspect of you. It's an aspect of consciousness. It's an aspect of awareness. And so your persona is the mask that you give the world. Your personality is just a collection of knee-jerk, habitually learned responses that you've adapted in the physical world to get along with other people, to get along with other people's expectations, and hopefully at arrive at a sense of peace and equanimity or a certain amount of pleasure. At least it's there to avoid pain. But your persona, the, your, your mechanisms of how you interact in the world is more a mask. It is only 1% of who you really are. And you, you have that experience when you interact with other people and they take one aspect of your behavior and they think that's you, you get upset because they, didn't, they haven't taken the time to really get to know you, the multidimensional aspect of you. You're so much more than that. And our self-concepts are very fluid. They change more from moment to moment. I have a process to come to a place of knowing or not necessarily knowing, but adopting a persona that for you works across context, that is universal in nature, that is unflappable. I, I call that program the aligned self. But we'll save that for another conversation. So your persona has been adopted, adapted, haphazardly adopted along the way. It's a haphazard construction. For better or worse, and I say that with the greatest amount of love because I'm right there with you. I've been there. I'm still piecing things together. I'm still recalibrating and recapitulating who I think I am. I have a pretty solid foundation, but there are areas that I work on all the time. I'm not done at all. But so many people, when I talk about the insecurity, people identify with their persona, the mask, as if that's them as if it's you. And if someone is upset with an aspect of your personality, then they don't like you. And people change their behavior in order to be liked by other people. They say yes when they want to say no. They're a chameleon. They'll change and morph into what other people, what they think other people want. And ultimately, you're never ever truly yourself, not your authentic self. You're some projection you're essentially a puppet for other people to play along with. And there is a, a knowing inside. There is a, um, an emptiness. I like to call it a quiet sadness that you have this awareness that you're not truly being yourself, not being the truest expression because it feels out of alignment. It feels awkward. It feels like you're an imposter, it feels like you're putting on airs. And there's this fear that somewhere, somebody out there will figure you out. This is the trap of the ego. And the process of connecting or blending with your higher self involves an ego death. Now, that sounds tragic. It sounds horrible. But what it really means is that you, you drop the illusion that who you are is this set of behaviors. That who you are is this set of ideas. It's just some ideas that you've adopted along the way. It's not the totality of who you are. 
And that ego death usually results in a dark night of the soul, where this illusion, this play of consciousness no longer works. And so there's a, a period of rest, a period of, of uh, internal contemplation. Who am I? What do I stand for? How do things really work? Is this really important? Did I really matter? Do I matter? All these questions are asked and they're answered. And as I said in the previous episode, sometimes this is just one night. Sometimes it's an hour or two. Sometimes it's years. Sometimes it's a month. Or for me, in my first story, it was two weeks. At a later period of my life, it was a good six months, 10 months. And so if you haven't yet listened to that previous episode, I suggest you go back there and listen to that. You can listen to this in its entirety and then go back there. Side note, I'm referring to the previous episode 353, not the first part of this conversation. When I said that, I didn't yet realize I was breaking it into two parts. So to explore the idea of the dark night of the soul, if you haven't already done so, go to episode 353. So... What I just talked about is when the ego is in control, how it feels when the ego is in control. You never quite feel settled. You never quite feel satisfied. There isn't a sense of inner peace. The flip side of that is when you're connected to your higher self, when you're in alignment with your higher self, when you're blended with your higher self, you have thoughts or direct downloads from your higher self and you accept them as true. You don't fight them. You don't resist them. There's a sense of peace. There's a sense of equanimity. Equanimity is balance, harmony, a sense of joy, a sense of ease, a sense of flow. So if you experience a sense of flow, a sense of satisfaction, a sense of peace, a sense of equanimity, you don't feel like you're resisting life, then, my friend, you're connecting to your higher self. You're expressing yourself through your higher self. Your higher self is guiding you along the way. And it's like a team effort. See, this is where I got caught up when I was younger. It's like I wanted to do it myself. That was the ego. I work better as a team. My friend Majana talks about your spirit team. And that's your guide, your higher self, your different connections that are uh, non-physical that are there to support you in your physical experience. And like I indicated or I alluded to earlier, your higher self, your guides are not going to influence you unduly without your invitation because you are here to to transmute to to rise above to alchemize your ego and that needs to be that's part of this the human experience that needs to be a conscious choice on your part i have to take a moment and rethink about where i was because a trash truck just went by the garbage truck today's trash pickup and they're quite loud and i i paused it um so i'm I don't want to go back. I want to just let this continue to flow through me. So it's teamwork. You lean on God, God us all that is. You request assistance. You ask for an experience of love. And then you're open to receive it. And you will get it. You can ask for connections, for books, for synchronicities to appear in your life that support your path. And your higher self, like the concierge, for God, God is all that is, will assist you in fulfilling those wishes. It will give you intuitions, urgings. And understand that in following some of those, when you're really connected to your higher self and you're following your intuition, and your ego may rear its ugly head. And I only say ugly. It's beautiful. It's just a less informed aspect of yourself. 
it may rear its head up and say, I don't like this. This is not right. This is not our path. This isn't what we want. Or, and we do that because there's a certain amount of fear that if we proceed forward, that I'm going to lose an aspect of myself. Now, I just experienced this myself. I recently was invited to take part in a charitable organization. I don't want to name names, and maybe down the road I will. But I was invited to take part in a charitable organization as a facilitator or just an assist as a volunteer. And the management was so disorganized, was... Uh, didn't communicate well. There was a level of frustration and ambiguity that I was uncomfortable with. And the other people on the team were just kind of accepting it. And then they were pissing a moaning about it in the background. And the way I'm constructed, I was not going to play in that arena without making a difference. And when you can see that you can make a difference, then you're empowered to raise your hand and step forward and say, I can make a difference. So I formed an alliance with the management and I took on certain roles that they were dropping the ball on. And almost immediately, uh, and that was led by my intuition, like, go ahead and do this. But the more I took it on, my ego was saying, I don't want to do this. Like, and I, the guy that invited me into the program, I, I was probably cussing him out under my breath at least half a dozen times. Like, oh. Why did I have to say yes? So, so I'm I, being pushed into a new arena of sorts. I've gone willingly. At first, it felt like I was being pushed and like, why am I doing this? And I had all these reasons why this wasn't going to work for my life. Because taking my attention, taking my, my time in a different direction. I can serve, though, a bigger audience. I can serve many, many more people in a different way. And so what I decided is right now I'm going to play a role that I'm going to be led by my intuition. I'm going to allow my higher self to work through me, work, allow the universe to work through me, that it isn't me. Because, you know, my mind was, my, my ego is saying, this is beneath my skill level. This is, beneath, <laughs> I don't want to be somebody else's secretary. It was saying all these different things. But as I got centered about it, and I think about it from the aspect of God, God's all that is, there's a bigger plan. And I'm not necessarily aware of what the plan is yet. Right now, I'm just listening to my intuition, and it's saying, turn left, turn right, go forward, go back. You don't want to do that, or put your foot down, say no here. And so I'm using my boundaries, but and I'm I'm getting a clear idea where this is going to end up. But I have to say the last couple weeks have been, and it's only been two weeks, and it's been quite uncomfortable, but um, um, what can I say? So you're going to have a download. You're going to have uh, be guided by your higher self. And your ego is going to say, wait a minute, I don't like this because then I don't, I'm not necessarily in control. There's a certain amount of fear there. There's, it's not where I thought I was going to go. And so we have to look at whatever our expectations. And it, a lot of people, though, would stop. They would allow the ego to win even though originally they were guided by their intuition, guided by, you know, the universe to step into arena, an arena. And I can remember back when I was with FedEx, I was with FedEx for 18 years. And to me, that job was originally just a stepping stone job. I was meant to make some money and then move on. And I ended up staying for 18 years. 
because I had gotten guidance along the way, it was time to go. And then my ego would say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what, where to go. I don't know what's next. And so I don't know. I don't know is a big, a big stop from the ego that fear comes up. And so my higher self worked with me, maneuvered myself through different experiences within the context of FedEx. I got superior training. I became a manager. I, they trained me. I had different areas of responsibility. I had different experiences inside of that that elevated my conscious awareness, all within the playground of FedEx, which I can see based on all the changes in the marketplace, FedEx expressed overnight by 1030 the next morning is you know, that market is shrinking drastically. It's no longer the same company. They have different channels of distribution, different channels of service. But the world that I knew when I was there is disappearing. So when I look back on it, it was the perfect training ground for where I am now. But I could see that there were opportunities for me to leave earlier, but there, my ego wasn't yet ready. It wasn't yet time because I wasn't ready. There were certain aspects of my mind, my body, that was not aligned to leave full time. I was coaching part-time. I also coached within the context of FedEx as a manager and different team leaders. But I say all that just to point out that you will get guidance from your higher self, have been getting guidance from your higher self, but your ego has been saying, I'm not ready. It's not time. And so part of our conscious journey is to ask ourselves, what do I need to release? What ideas, expectations do I need to let go of in order to be ready and open to the future that I'm asking for? And when I finally left FedEx is when I had another dark night of the soul. By this time, I had already had, in fact, it was fairly early in my career that I had my transpersonal experience where I left my body four times and I had a different connection with God got us all that is. I was actually crafting my relationship over the next 20 years with my higher self, with that aspect of God got us all that is, learning to trust my intuition more and more, learning how to tap into it, how to tune into it. And like I said, you have to develop your own vocabulary as you translate the energy of God got us all that is. It's not necessarily going to come in through words. It's going to come through in sensations and urgings and impulses and other symbolic, metaphorical experiences that you get to interpret and apply to your conscious experience. So let me sum this up because I'm going to realize that I'm going to probably break this up into two parts, but I'm going to sum up the conversation. Ultimately, I want you to have the realization, the understanding that you are not alone. If you have the experience of being alone, that you're all by yourself, that no one cares about you, you're not in alignment with your higher self. You're not in alignment with source. You're not actually open to hearing that God got us all that is, your higher self, the universe loves you unconditionally, is there for you every step of the way. The universe has your back. These are not just platitudes. They're not just words. It is true. And if you've yet to have the experience of that, then hold out for it. Hold out. Be open. You have to open up the door in order to let something in. You have to empty your cup in order to receive more. And so present an empty cup. Be open to the experience of the universe. Be 
open to an expanded perception of what it means to be you. If you've had a, a history of pain and rejection and disappointment, it's about to change. And I invite you to open up and surrender to all that is. See, early on when I talked about in the previous episode of when I was in my first dark night of the soul and I ended up surrendering to God, what I did is surrender to the conception that I had of what God was and what God represented. Because one of the things I did not want to do is become a missionary and go somewhere in the jungle. I ended up going to the jungle anyways, but I, as, but I was already surrendered. I didn't want God to tell me that I had to drop my life and go here and go there. That's the thing. You actually get to do the, all the things that resonate with your heart. You're guided to live a life that's unleashed and unbridled, that you're fully aligned with, that's authentic, that feels like it's just an extension of you. You're never, ever asked to do something you don't want to do, really. You might be afraid of the choice. You might be afraid of the leap at first. Your ego will be. But you are never alone. The universe is there holding your hand. Your higher self is holding your hand. You just ask, hold my hand through this. Guide me through this. And, you know, your higher self is not disconnecting from God. It's just it's the concierge. It's like it's the complaint department. It's where you get to check in and they have you get an immediate response. And you can ask, give me an experience of all that is. Give me a greater experience, a knowing in my heart of the love that's there for me. Ask for it and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Abraham Hicks, ask and it is given. The other thing I want to say, in addition to that you're never alone, is that your higher self is you. It's an aspect of you. It's not separate from you. It is just a different level of awareness, a different level of understanding. As you've encountered new ideas, new concepts, you see the world differently. You're not in a different place. You're not in a different realm of reality, but you see reality differently. You experience life differently. You experience relationships differently when you have an expanded view or expanded consciousness. And so these different levels of awareness and Enlightenment, we'll talk about enlightenment in another. It's essentially having this awareness that you're not your ego, that you are so much more, and that you are plugged into all that is. When you can live in that perspective, you are enlightened. The Buddhists say, before enlightenment, you chop wood and carry water. After enlightenment, you chop wood and carry water. Your life doesn't dramatically change. You just operate from a different perspective, a different understanding of reality. You see and experience the multidimensionality of reality. So there's multiple dimensions of life. There's multiple dimensions of experience. Two people can have a different experience. One of the things that have been a blessing in, I guess, reaching or having a different level of awareness is that I can see the multiple dimensions or multiple applications, multiple perspectives in any given experience. And so while the ego will perceive it in one way, your higher self will, will perceive it in a different way from a God perspective. It's a completely different arrangement of perception. 
So this comes with time. This comes with surrendering. This comes with meditation. When you are not your thoughts, your thoughts are primarily driven by your ego. And sometimes you have thoughts, but you're not necessarily thinking. You're regurgitating things you've learned, regurgitating conversations that you've had, conversations that your parents had with you. So thinking is actually hard because it's, it's opening up to this communication with God, God is all that is. So we receive thoughts and then we combine them with what our current knowing is. And then we can capitulate it around and manipulate it in our mind. That is thinking. That's contemplation, looking at it from different perspectives, asking different questions about it. I'll do a whole episode on thinking. So this has been the conversation about our higher self. And I've only grazed the surface. It's been a lot of words. It's not necessarily the full experience. Again, I said I'm going to put a meditation on my YouTube channel. So if you go there and it's not yet there, then just subscribe. And as soon as it becomes available, I guess you click the little bell button or something like that and you get notified when I release something new. Every one of the podcasts are also released there also. So it's a way to get notified when a new podcast episode is up. But once I release that meditation, which will probably be by the end of the week, it will be there available for you to assist you in making that connection to your higher self, to live in this blended state with your higher self, to open up to the experience of experiencing the universe, experiencing your higher higher dimensions of yourself. See, this is so important for you to realize Because I I do remember early on in my journey, when I heard the concept of the higher self, it seemed apart from me. It seemed like, how do I connect to my higher self? Because I didn't have the palpable experience of my higher self at the time. And at that point, I'd already been meditating for 15 years, I think. No, 10 years. I'd been meditating for 10 years before I was first introduced to the concept of your higher self. But once I got connected to my higher self, when I understood how the higher self talked to me, I realized I was guided. I was being influenced by my higher self, having an awareness as early as kindergarten, the first grade, second grade. I can remember having downloads of information that changed my perception, changed my experience. And so it was in that understanding of that, that um, realization, I realized I've never not been guided there's a there's a poem that uh, I guess it's it's a Christian poem. I remember it from my Bible days when uh, it's basically when someone dies and goes to heaven and they meet Christ and they say, "I thought you would be with me," and they said, "Let's look down." And it was these footprints in the sand, and it showed where everywhere this person walked, Christ's footprints were next to him. He said, what about those? What about that area right over there? There's only one set of prints. That's when Christ said, those are the times I carried you. So God, God is all that is, is there to support you all the time. Jesus is the personification of God. He is God incarnate. And the books of the Bible leave out other gospels, other texts of the Bible that were, didn't fit the narrative. But there are aspects in the Bible that point to a greater understanding. Things that Christ said, 
is that the kingdom of God is within. Kingdom of God's within. So what does that mean? If the kingdom of God is within and God resides in the king, that means God is within you. God experiences life as you. The other thing he said about the miracles, all these things that I do, you can do and more. You see, these ideas are in between the lines of some of the other text. So, my friend, I hope this gives you an insight, uh, perspective on your higher self, the over-self, your inner being, your soul, Christ consciousness, Atma, Buddha consciousness. If the only thing you ended up with is more questions, that's a good thing. There are questions that you weren't considering on the front end of this podcast episode. If you have perspectives, if you have ideas or even more questions, you can send them my way. Go to my yesdaniel.com. There's a contact uh, link there. You can send me a message and ask me a deeper question, and we'll explore that. You see, this episode and the episode before this began with a question in our Facebook group, the Align Self Podcast Listeners Facebook group. Uh, Cynthia asked, speak on Dark Night of the Soul and the Higher Self. I don't know if they were connected in her asking or she just wanted me to create two different episodes on that, but they're connected. They're connected. They're completely different concepts, but they're interconnected. In fact, everything is interconnected. So before I give you my usual sign off, I'm going to say namaste. Namaste is Sanskrit. It means the divinity in me recognizes and bows to the divinity in you. So namaste. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel DeNovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>